Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I'm about to fire up my group chat and book a trip because I literally love getting an amazing deal on a five-star hotel. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot think of anything better. Plus me, you know, I love the sun. I love to lay by a gorgeous pool, sipping a drink, knowing that I'm going to a fabulous restaurant that night. And I love that it won't be overcrowded. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. I am recording this on Friday morning. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm having a little bit of a menti bee right now. But that always makes for the the good content. I am going to try to say this in the least annoying cryptic way possible. So just go there with me. I... I'm having some drama with a person that I used to spend time with and it's making me really sad and I can't compartmentalize for shit, okay? I don't know how people can do it. And by people, I mean men because they are so fucking good at it. I can't. If I feel like there's something off, I it, let it bleed into every area of my life. And I try to see that as like a superpower where it's like, you know, I'm, I feel very deeply and I'm compassionate. We've talked about that before, but it's like when something is bad, it's like all consuming and it just, it can be really difficult. So that's the menti B. But, you know, you have to be a big girl sometimes and just put on your big girl pants and get yourself a treat and go and do your job and kick ass because that's what we do. 
And so this is me <laughs> doing that, <laughs> crying in the studio with Steve and the prosciutto sandwich that I I'm I'm late because I bought this prosciutto sandwich trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> okay, now we're laughing. That's good. Laughter is good. Yeah, guys, I don't know. I yeah, I want to be respectful. So it's all good. It will be all good. It's just like complicated emotions right now. So read between the lines or don't think that I'm a cryptic and annoying bitch. That would work too. But anyway, that was my open for you. Uh, Fashion week was cool. I always feel so honored to be there. I don't I don't like the complaining at all. I I got to be real with you guys. I see a lot of people influencers. I'll, I won't I won't beat around the bush complaining saying, you know, it's a really hard week. It's a really hard time. You know, it's a lot of anxiety inducing. And that is all factual. That is all correct. It is as an influencer, the most comparative time because you are literally with all your basically your colleagues and you're like, oh, she got invited to this. She got dressed for that, this, that, and the third. That's all true. Okay. And I'm someone who suffers from extreme anxiety and extreme, uh, you know, mental health issues. So I have the utmost respect for all that shit. That having been said, this week really isn't about us. Like we are lucky. I see myself as I'll speak for myself. I see myself as lucky to be invited. And every time I see the same type of videos of, of, of people going on Instagram saying, well, I went to a party and this influencer looked at me sideways and, you know, I, and I, I didn't get invited to this and did it. And like, again, influencers are still pretty new in the fashion ecosystem. And I was kind of raised to like, you know, when you are new to a place, you kind of, you you slip into your place, if that makes sense. I guess what I'm trying to say is, although I too felt very inadequate and, and like a loser many times over the past week, I always go back to gratitude because I am lucky to be there. I'm lucky to be sitting at these shows and watching this art that has been created for our consumption. And I know that it's a business. I'm not stupid. I get it. I worked in fashion for 10 years. I I know that it's a business too and that influencers are there to help sell product, but it's also art. I view it as as art that is made with love by not just the designer, but hundreds of people. Sometimes thousands of people touch one look and the fact that we get to go is so cool and I will never stop being grateful for it. So that's my thought. Um and then also you get to go to parties and like, yes, fancy parties with fashion people are always a little bit anxiety inducing, but they are for everybody. I feel like at this point we all have to hold hands and look around and say, we are all having the same experience. So why don't we just choose to look at each other with compassion and say, okay, everyone's feeling the same way. Uh, let's just try to have fun with it. I felt very lucky to have Caroline with me this week. She's my partner in crime. We we go really well together. Uh, some of my highlights were the Kim Shu show. That was just I think probably my favorite show it was so beautiful, so cool, felt so fresh. It was in the oldest Italian uh, restaurant in New York City because she grew up in Italy, which is so cool. So it was all about like the melding of cultures. That's what I read on the little brief that was on our chair, um, if I'm remembering correctly. And it was just so many pieces that I was like, I want to wear that. I want to wear that. It's just so cool and fresh. And I love my outfit. I loved Colin Lacasio. Um 
loved Proenza. I, I mean, Proenza is always so beautiful. I, I I was really blown away by this collection. And then I loved Altazara. It was my first Altazara show. If you guys don't follow Joseph Altazara himself on TikTok, you need to. He has the most beautiful, stunning life. His daughter is so cute. And if you follow Meredith Wishbone Kitchen, she actually... It is the private chef for him or was I don't know if you know it's for the summer she's his private summer chef whatever um I mean everyone follows Meredith she's like the cutest person alive I love her content I watch it like it's tv I actually go to her page and I like save up her videos so that I can watch like it's tv so I got to meet her in person too first at the Altazara show and then I sat with her at Tori Birch too she's as adorable and as lovely and lovely in person. I'm so glad I got to meet her. But anyway, you should follow her if you don't. You should follow Joseph himself on TikTok if you don't. And um, yeah, so that was really cute, happy moments. What else was a highlight? I went to a David Yerman dinner, which was so cool and fancy. Briefly met Sophia Ritchie, who is, as you would imagine, stunning and, and really sweet in person. And I actually got the chance to meet Mr. David Yerman himself. And I sat like one seat over from him and he's the most charismatic lovely charming man I had so many interesting talks with him talked about how he met his wife and he was saying like oh my god I I remember the day that I met her she was wearing this poncho and these flared pants and she walked in and and I was just so blown away by her and I I don't know it's so cheesy but in those moments I actually love hearing that stuff because I'm like I believe that that's available to everybody and everybody deserves that. And until it's that, like, what's the point? You know what I mean? So he was absolutely adorable. And the dinner was so cool. Who else did I sit with? I sat with Taylor Hill. She's really nice. I've, I've known her for a while, kind of socially, and she's really, really sweet. Um, and yeah, it was it was a really fun dinner. And I loved my dress. It was the Gab Waller moment. I, I don't know if I talked about it on the pod yet, but essentially there's this... A woman named Gab Waller. She's Australian. She's really cool. And we've been Instagram friends for a while. And she has the coolest niche niche job. She essentially is able to find like any accessory or any clothing item and she sources it for people like really hard to find shit you know people want like sold out Chanel flats or like really rare old Celine jacket or something and I had this vision because they showed me the jewelry that I was going to be borrowing of wearing this specific Christopher Esper dress and I literally DM'd her I never met her in person and I was like hey do you think there's any way this is sold out of my size everywhere could you find this for me literally sent me a tracking number in five minutes and the dress arrived in perfect condition literally two hours before the dinner and then I met her at the dinner for the first time so it was very kismet I really love people who have a niche I think in today's world so many of us are generalists myself included I I mean I, I literally am like jack of all trades master of none right but I love when someone has a specific talent or job like something really really hyper specific I'm trying to think of another example I never ended up going out with him, but I was supposed to be set up with this guy who like is a watch expert and he literally like runs this website about watches. And I just thought that was so cool. I don't know why I never texted him back to organize to go out because I'm a trash bag. That's why. But I just think that's so cool when someone has like a specific thing. I just think that those types of people are 
getting less and less in this world. So I just wanted to shout out those people. I just find them so fascinating. Or if someone has like a specific talent they can do that's really rare, I just love that. So that was that fancy dinner. Uh, what else were some highlights? The Tommy Hilfiger party was really fun. They said brunch and I thought it was going to be like, you know, eggs and like, you know, chit chat. We walk in and it's like a raucous party, like really fun. So we had the best time there. There was amazing drinks, amazing food. It was just, it was fun to have like a day party. Um, the Veronica beer dinner was so special because the guest list was just, it was just a 10 out of 10. It was just a 10 out of 10. The energy was amazing. It was at Veronica, which is a really iconic restaurant. If you are in New York, I would highly recommend going. The food's really good and it's just a beautiful setting. Um, and this is, of course, where I met Martha Stewart. Uh, and just all the women were really, really iconic who they invited. So it felt very cool to be there. And the energy was just good. And I just, you know, it's in those moments where I'm really, it reconfirms my idea that if there's a room full of women and someone has a problem, someone else, and then there has the answer. And I just, I love so much speaking to women who I admire, who are a little bit older than me, because I, I do give out a lot of advice and I love that. I love doing it, but I, I feel feel myself right now. Maybe it's because it's my birthday. Maybe it's because I'm going through a little bit of a wobbly or something. But I just, I really am craving that like energy and and advice and wisdom from from older women. So it was, that was amazing because there was an incredible mix of people there. And that is pretty much my fashion week recap. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer. It's so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I've bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at Zola.com that's Z-O-L-A dot com. 
Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel one million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tinks. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEETINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks. So I today want to talk about an article that came out in the cut. Um, and a bunch of you s- sent it to me. Um, it is by Allison P. Davis. And it is called it's kind of a long title. It's called Adorable Little Detonators. Our friendship survived bad dates, illness, marriage fights. But why can't it survive your baby? So essentially, if you haven't read it, go read it. It's it's really worth a read. I got a lot of impassioned messages from you guys saying, can you please talk about this? I felt this, that, and the third way. And I I have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, and I want to start by saying I don't disagree 
necessarily with anything in the article. I mean, not that not that you could even disagree because it's sort of fact and experience. It's it's a collection of thoughts of people who have basically their friendships have deteriorated when their friends have had kids. The article left me and many of you guys feeling quite negative and down because it's a very negative view of um friendships post babies. And I'm going to come at it from a a couple of different ways because I think that would be the most digestible, but I'm just going to read a bit of it so that in case you haven't read it yet, you can kind of get a feel of it. Eventually, Sasha moved back to Los Angeles, and on a recent visit to New York, she was smacked in the face by how different her friends' lives had become. All we did was go to playgrounds, she said. My whole photo reel is just pictures of me with different kids of my friends at the playground. She and her husband decided the next time they go to New York, they'll cough up the money for a hotel. We're going to make our plans, and if people would like to get sitters and meet us out, great. Otherwise, sorry. It's kind of like a lot of that tone. Um, here's another, here's another quote. While one friend veers off into colic and diapers, navigating the way a new child gives new meaning to their sense of self while simultaneously taking a wrecking ball to it, to their ownership of their bodies, their sleep schedule, and their understanding of their careers, the other childless friend is, yes, dealing with their own wrecking balls, partnering up, divorcing, trying to have children, deciding never to have children, but is otherwise in a fairly unaltered state. One friend is sucking snot out of a tiny nose hole, while the other remains free to travel, socialize, work and evolve however they want to. Essentially, the entire article is really, really talking about how different it is, you know, once you have kids. And obviously that's correct, right? And I would be lying if I said I didn't feel that there is a big difference between my friends who do have kids and who don't. I mean, it's a huge seismic event. Like, I think we can all agree on that. And again, nothing that Allison said in the article is wrong at all. I hope I don't sound stupid or silly when I say I just don't think that it's a helpful outlook, the one that she took. I, I, you know, I'm accused of maybe being a little bit too optimistic sometimes or woo-woo or whatever. My only criticism is that I don't think it's helpful for women to perpetuate the us versus them narrative because I think it's why women feel so badly about themselves is the us versus them thing. And again, I I can't offer a super high level argument other than that. I don't think it behooves married people with children or single people to focus on the changes in friendships or the changes in lives. Okay, so now I'm going to look at it from from a couple different ways. Um, And again, I I hope I don't sound silly. My take is literally just that instead of, you know, talking about how bad it is, we should find a way to be nice to each other and help each other, especially for women. And also, I think I'm kind of mincing my words because I do really respect this writer and I don't want to offend her at all. And I think it was a really good article and all the points she made are valid. So if I'm stumbling on myself, that's why. And if you're listening to this, then I absolutely respect you. I'm just going to look at it from a different point of view. Um, This affects mainly women. Like, yes, dad's lives change too. But at the end of the day, no one's life is more changed than than a woman who has a baby. And I I don't have a baby. But from what I understand, and my view of of becoming a mother is you, I mean, not for everybody, but you completely your entire 
being is altered. Your genetic makeup is altered. Your brain chemistry is altered when they put that baby in your hands and you're a mom. Um, And I have always looked at that transformation with the utmost respect and fear almost because it is the most unique experience that I think you can have on this earth. So, you know, no one's... And and also I think that I I guess it troubled me because it's like as if women don't have enough to deal with when they have babies. Now we are pointing out that like their single friends are going to hate them and like they are going to be isolated and they're going to be underwater until they until the kid is five or whatever. Like I think that women are all too aware. I think it is why it is such a difficult choice for women to decide when to have kids if they should have kids because they fucking know that their lives are about to be obliterated. They know. And I don't know. It it just I'm almost like I guess it was good that she included like one part about the dads, but I I don't know. I I don't even really see how men's lives change that much on the whole. That was a mass generalization. I totally understand that. And I know that that's changing bit by bit, but I just feel as though it it's just an issue that affects women. And it's sad because, you know, my entire fucking platform is about how female friendship is like the key to life. So the fact that we're saying like, oh, when you have a kid, like say bye to your friends, like it's that's scary and terrible. And although there is truth to it, I think we need to, instead of just pointing at it and going, look, look at what's going to happen. I think we need to say, well, hold on a second. Why is this happening? Like, why do we have so, why, like, how can we find a way forward instead of just letting this happen? Okay. And then, so related to that, it's like pitting women against each other. We have enough of the us versus them. We have enough. We're born into scarcity mindset, which is another thing that I talk about all the time. We are born into it. And I don't think that we need another layer of us versus them And because it already exists. And I'm not saying she shouldn't have written the article. Again, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's outlook, right? I, I would like to see an article saying, it's really fucking difficult for women to have babies. Like, how can we be a good friend? Or, hey, are you, you know, you recently had a child and you feel lonely. Like, here's like, let's think about ways that you can reconnect with your friends who don't have kids or, or whatever. Again, maybe I sound like an idealist. Maybe those of you who have children are rolling your eyes saying, Tings, everything's going to change. But I am a single person and I do have many friends who have had babies. And no, we're not close in the same way, but I don't know if that's all to do with kids or if that was to do with the fact that I didn't see them in COVID for two years or the fact that, you know, we live in different cities. Like there are a million thing reasons to to have a, a, you know, a space between two people. And I don't think that we need to see kids as the end all be all of of friendships. Um, I, I took a peruse of the comments too. People were heated. If you if you so care to go look on the cut Instagram and go take a read of some of the comments. A lot of the comments were like, why does America hate children so much? Like, why why do we view having kids as a death sentence? And that's really interesting because that's the next thing I want to talk about, which is that I feel like the attitude towards having kids in America is so negative by no fault of our own because it's so awful to have a child in this country. I get that I'm American. I'm not saying like, well, in England, like I'm not doing that at all. But I do have that perspective, that slight perspective. My parents still live there. I have friends in in Europe. So I just want to say from a country issue, the way that America treats 
mothers, especially new mothers, is so abominable. It actually makes me want to vomit. Not only do we not have um, free contraceptives, not only do we not have fucking sex ed in some schools, not only do we have not rights to our own bodies, then when you have a kid, you get what, two weeks off? And then we're just like, I don't know, go fuck yourself. We have no child care. You have no support. And you just, you just, you're on your own, bitch. Like that's basically what we just say to women. And it's fucking disgusting. I think that if people in like Spain or the Netherlands read this article, they would like laugh hysterically and be like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about that you're not friends with people after they have kids? Like, that is so fucking bizarre. Like, that's so strange. And I think it really is an attitude that we have in America. I think it's deeply connected to our obsession with work. I think it's deeply connected to our the way that we view women as like before children, they have to be these like hairless, tiny, like perfect bodies, like whatever. And then as soon as they have a kid, it's like take them to the dumping ground because they don't matter anymore. And it makes me really, really sad sad. And I just, I felt a lot of that in this article where I I just felt like these women are still people. They're still women. They still have themselves. Like they just had a baby and like, we can't abandon them just because they decided to have a child. And if you're single and you're feeling like, whoa, you know, hold on, what about me? I'm going to get to that in a sec. Don't worry. So I just feel like it's, it's a really bad attitude to have the like, the us versus them in terms of women like who have kids and don't I feel like there's so we're always trying to segregate people and put them in boxes and not like box theory but you know what I mean I just feel like it's it's a really bad attitude that we have to mothers in this country the same way and also kids that was a lot of the comments if you go look on the Instagram post people are like why do people hate kids so much in America and it's just like people hate everybody in America because this is such a difficult country to live in we think it's easy because we can get like a big diet coke anytime we need it but it's like this is country is fucking awful to people it's awful to women it's awful awful to children. It's basically awful to anyone who isn't a white man. So sorry, I'm really riled up today, guys. I'm, I'm actually going to do what I think we can do at the end. The, the next thing I want to talk about is like, this is also a class issue, right? Or a socioeconomic level issue, might I, might I add, because a lot of the comments were like, or, you know, a lot of the discussion was about how they just don't have time. They're distracted. You know, they don't have time. And it's like, yeah, they don't have time because a lot of women don't have the money to have childcare. So if the only thing that they can do is to push go on a walk with you because they don't have a nanny so that they can go out and get a coffee, like, then what are they supposed to do? Like, you, you're supposed to lose your friends if you can't afford childcare. Like, I don't know. I just... I don't know. I think that that's also a lot to do with it. And again, that's related back to this country and how little support women have, especially especially if they don't have the means to have help or whatever. But then it's like you flip it on your head and it's like the phrase is it takes a village. This all goes back to why we need fucking community. This is all goes back to why we are having a crisis of loneliness, not just in men, but also in women is because we we don't have any community anymore like it used to be that you would help your neighbors and like no you would know their kids like you wouldn't abandon them when they when they would have a baby you would go over and take a lasagna and yeah so let me speak about um if you're single and i know i know cuz i get a lot of notes and messages and dms and calls about how it's like you feel abandoned after your friend has a baby and whatever and like 
I get that. I have stared in the face of the of the dragon alone and single thinking, well, my friend has her third baby thinking, not only do I not have a boyfriend or a husband or anything, I also am losing my friend. I have been there, but that doesn't mean that we can turn our backs on our friends and look at them like they're a three-headed monster and we're not because they have a kid and we don't. Like that is exactly the easy path and it's 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 easy in the short terms but it's harder in the long term don't you see that like they're still your friend that you have to just be like damn like I'm not alone I'm not losing my friend my friend changed and if I have a baby down the line she's gonna know exactly what to do and if I don't have a baby down the line maybe I'll go do a Christmas with her and her family and they'll welcome me in like you can't (laughs) Sorry. sorry guys I'm really emotional today, but I think it's good. It's like, I get it. Like, it's so scary. A lot of the comments on the Instagram posts were like, all my friends abandon me when they have kids. Like, all they can talk about is babies and whatnot. And it's like, okay, so we have differences. It doesn't mean that you can stop being friends with them. So, so what can we do? What is my alternative outlook for this? I think you have to accept that life change people change and and I like the 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 subheading of the article was like our our friendship survived like fights and illness and marriage and stuff but it's like sometimes it doesn't in fact a lot of people on my fucking show call in and say I'm no longer friends with this person because she married an asshole so it's like I just think that that's really watering down or sorry oversimplifying the 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 ups and downs of life and friendship friendship ebbs and flows I do think that ultimately, if you have a good thing with someone, then stick with it in the long run. Stick with it when they have a kid and you have no idea what a feeding schedule is. I don't know anything about babies, but I try and I ask for pictures because I care. And my friends don't know anything about Fashion Week, but they want to see my outfits, you know, and we trade pictures. I think the last thing we need is to exacerbate the differences between us. Because at the end of the day, we're all women. And if you love someone, you love them. Anyway, I don't know if that was like a satisfying enough ending. I'm going to think about what we can actually practically do um, to remain friends after our friends have kids. And I would love to hear from you about this. So write in, DM me, message me. (laughs) If I ever stop fucking crying... It's been a long two weeks. Um, and it's my birthday tomorrow. Like when you're listening to the pod, it will be my birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow's not my actual birthday. Anyway, absolutely no disrespect to the author of that article. If she does listen to this, I respect the shit out of you. I I feel you did a great job of reporting it. I just look at it differently. And maybe I'm naive and maybe I'm, you know, I want to live in a world of like rainbows and fairies, but I have found that life is a little easier when you live in that world. I just want to end on this note. Like, I think reaching out, no matter what, no matter what you say, even if you say the wrong thing, it doesn't matter what end you're on if you have kids, if you don't. It means so much. And like I said, if you have a good thing going, friendships ebb and flow. If you have a good thing going with someone and they're in a new life phase, reach out to them and don't be afraid to ask the wrong question or whatever, but don't write your friends off. So yeah. 
Um, I love you guys. <laughs> I hope that you all have less emotional days than me. And I'm so interested to hear your thoughts on this subject. Moms and childless women alike, please write in. Let's have a really good dialogue about this. Let's have a conversation going. Go. Let's ha- get a conversation going, excuse me. And um, I will see you back here Wednesday for the live show with hopefully less tears. Steve just said, I don't think I've ever seen you cry before. <laughs> That's okay. Crying is good. Crying is good. Um, All right. I love you guys. Bye. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go, and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming. And ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.